on with the show. This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Patricia Blondheim. Welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Blondheim, and today we have good neighbor John T. Gordon. Now, John is a financial advisor at Edward Jones in downtown Northport. John, how are you this morning? You know, I'm doing great. It's nice. It's uh, it's surprisingly chilly in our world. You know, it hits all of a sudden. Uh, my son had a baseball game last night, and I'm amazed that we survived. But uh, doing great, though, Patricia. How about you? I'm doing fine. It always surprises me how many summers I've had here that turn instantly into winter, right? Right. Yeah. But tell and, us- you know, it'll, it'll switch soon. You know, we'll, it'll be, you know, we'll, we'll be, I've worn shorts at Christmas more times than I haven't. So That's right. We'll be in our third summer here pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're learning. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your business, John. Sure. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a financial advisor with Edward Jones. I, I help a lot of clients. I've uh, been been with the firm for about 10 years. And and uh, by the way, just throwing this out there for everyone, I'm in no way am I representing uh, the firm today with anything I say and uh, nothing I say should be construed as advice on investing or anything like that. Uh, we're a highly regulated, so we have things we have to say. But, uh, you know, basically what I get to do is, is help uh, help families uh, look to the future, do what they need to do today so they can do what they want to do tomorrow and uh, just um, you know, in, enjoy life. My, my main job is, uh, is raising kids and, uh, and honoring God with my life. And, and this, uh, this work helps me fund that. And I get to do that in downtown Northport. I, I, what I would say is one of the greatest places around here to do business, uh, wonderful business community. And uh, like I said, been here about 10 years and absolutely love it. Yeah, Northport is really close knit and it's a lovely, lovely community. And you've got this great office right in the right in the heart of downtown Northport. I mean, I can't think of very many people who have an office in a in a space that's as pleasant as yours. So um, and plus, you know, if none the listeners don't know John, he's a great person just to stop in and talk to. Um <laughs> fun. <laughs> Yeah, and I have done that many times, haven't I? Just tripped in, plopped down on well, your chair, and we've had a little talk. Yeah, it's a good place to hang out if you got to hang out somewhere. You know, we have clean restrooms and air conditioning, so <laughs> <laughs> I've got nowhere else to go. But so, um, tell our listeners, John, about your journey. Tell tell us how you ended up being a financial advisor. Sure, that's a great question, Patricia. So I, I, I was in actually uh, was in ministry for about seventeen years before I became a financial advisor. Uh, loved it. Went to college for, um, went to school at Faulkner University. Everyone I knew went to BAM. I'm from Fayette originally, which is about 40 minutes north of here. Um, and uh, so instead of going to BAM, I went far away to Montgomery, Alabama and uh, studied music and, and studied the uh, New Testament. I've, all my degrees are in the humanities, uh, but, uh, you know, spent a lifetime, you know, getting to know people, connecting with them and, you uh, I wanted to move closer to home um, and uh, really felt like I felt a tug to be up this way. And um, about, uh, you know, a little while, whatever, 11 years ago, I guess, started looking for ways to do that. And and, um, and the firm was looking for an office here in Northport and it you know, fit just well. It was wonderful. It's been a blessing. I was able to spend my dad's uh, last years of his life with him. And uh, and that was a wonderful blessing. Um, 
able to, you know, to see my mom, uh, fairly regularly. Um, uh, you know, and, uh, and a lot of people that I know that grew up with, and even that I'm related to one way or another around here, uh, to be back among, uh, among family. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been a neat, a neat journey, uh, for me and the kids. We've had, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of ups and downs and, um, uh, but, uh, but through them all, you know, God has been good and, uh, and we've been, been, um, blessed further, uh, farther than what we could expect or what we could have ever even deserved or dreamed. So, so, um, you know, that's a, that's a really, I, in my imagination, it stretches my imagination that you go from ministry to financial fund to being a financial advisor. Sure. So I'm going to ask you, what are the commonalities that drew you? Not, not how did, how is it, how is it dissimilar, but what are the commonalities that drew you to being a financial advisor and after being a minister? Sure. You know, Patricia, it was really a natural transition um, as, as, as strange as that may seem. Um, but uh, you know, what, what I did in my former life was, uh, was all about connecting with people and, and uh, caring and uh, you know, building relationships and uh, and with any business, uh, my, mine included. And now you know, any business, it's about connecting with people, building relationships um, and uh, and you know, helping people as much as possible. I believe just as humanity, even even people that are not necessarily people of faith uh, as humanity, we could agree that it is it is at least a very good thing to serve others. And um and so it was really, it was really, uh, you know, the, uh, some of the, some of the information is a little, is, is slightly different, but, uh, but the fact that I'm connecting with people is, is not any different at all, actually. So for me, I consider it more of a natural transition than, uh, than many other, many other jobs to this. So. Okay. That's, I, I never had the ability to think of it that way. And that's really great. Thank you for sharing that. What about sure. can what, you also share? Yeah, any businesses like that, you you know, you've got to connect with with people, and you know, people. If you love people and people love you, then they'll do business with you. Whether you're a financial advisor or you're fixing tires or you're selling, you know, vegetables, whatever it is, uh, life is all about connection. And uh, so, sorry well, to interrupt I, you there. And no, I think there there are people who think um, that the financial world is maybe. Um, scary and um beyond their knowing you know beyond their educational level and sure. that the people who work in in financial planning are um are uh, i'm not going to say above them i just mean maybe maybe kind of like scary like lawyers a little bit not to put sure. lawyers in a box you know what i mean and right. it kind of and it kind of keeps people away from this idea that they can actively engage with somebody and plan their finances. And that, so I, I feel like you would take the, that relationship that you have with this, with serving them and, and with being approachable and with, you know, making relationships might make it easier for people to sit down and just begin a conversation with you and see how easy it is to take care of your financial future. Sure. Well, I mean, I think of it in, in, you know, with my life, uh, there's some things that are scary to me. I have, uh, I have a wonderful, um, 
mechanic whom I trust, uh, who take, who takes care of me. I don't, uh, I don't need him to tell me how the sausage is made. I just need want him to fix things and to be honest and tell me what I owe. And, you know, I trust him because getting under the hood of my car is scary to me. So all of us have something that we're scared of. Uh, all of us, something that are at least are at least intimidated by. And, um, and, you know, th- this happens to be my, you know, one of my areas of expertise, but, um, but, you know, if you put me under the hood of a car, you know, I can do just enough damage to, <laughs> to, to ruin it. And so it's, it's really, you know, uh, while, while this is my particular area, um, everyone has their own area of, uh, of expertise. And so it's neat. That's why, again, I, I go back to connection being such a big deal in this world. Um, is we, you know, we were, if we are together and I'm not, you know, by no means am I, am I a communist, but I do agree that all of us have a particular area of service uh, that we, you know, that we do. And uh, the more people I'm connected to, the more representatives of different areas that I have. My doctor, uh, my personal physician is a, a, a great friend of mine. And, um, and I'm with him, not because he's, you know, this world renowned doctor, uh, he, he's great. He's fantastic. But because, we have a relationship. Uh, same thing with the, with the guy I have, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the, or the, the lady that, uh, that helps uh, that does some cleaning work for me. We, we have that relationship. Um, and there are things that I don't know. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> if you asked me, uh, to sit down and parse through some legal documents, I wouldn't have a clue how to do that. Uh, but thankfully I have, I have some dear friends who are, that's their area of expertise. So it's, it's all about making connection. I have so many clients that know uh, that are, that I would say are, are, are experts in their field and I know nothing about it. And it is wonderful to know them. One of them, one of them is a, a plumber, does incredible plumbing work. <clears throat> and if I ever have a problem, you know, he, he will, will help me, well, he'll fix it or he'll tell me what to do to fix it or whatever. And, um, and it's because I have that relationship that, uh, that I can, that I, that I do business with him. And, and I believe that's, um, that's a common thread through all uh, industry. Well, um, I'm going to switch gears on, a, on, on you a little bit and ask you sure. about um, any misconceptions that you feel like people have about your industry. Uh, well, let's see. <clears throat> misconceptions. That's a good question. Um, I think, uh, in, in truth, uh, it can be very complex. Um, what, uh, you know, the, the world of, of, of finance can be very complex, but, um, and it intimidates a lot of people, but really it boils down to some, some pretty simple things. Uh, um, <clears throat> you can make it as complex as you want to, uh, kind of, again, I'll, I'll, I'll mention my, you know, my mechanic. That, that world is so complex, but, uh, but in truth, uh, as he says, it boils down to three things. It's either electrical or it's fire or it's water. Um, it's one of those, one of those three things are the, the problem or the need for the fix. So with what I do, it can be incredibly complicated, uh, shockingly complicated, but really it boils down to, um, you know, money, taking care of people, doing what's right. Um, and so, you know, I guess a misconception is that, uh, uh, is that it's, uh, it's over, it's so complicated that people don't need to get involved with it. Um, Yes. 
you, know, you can get involved. You can you can be involved. You can be proactive and and you know helping yourself financially. And you don't have to do. You don't have to get complicated with it necessarily. At least to start, as you grow, you know, you, of course, you would want to get more complex, uh, possibly. But um, but you don't have to. You know, just like uh, you know, I like to um, <clears throat> uh, I like to play um, play pickleball. Um, I'm I'm not good at all. Um, you can get as complex and as um, <laughs> as difficult as you want to be playing pickleball. I've watched it on ESPN. It's unbelievable. Um, that's not. I don't want that. I'm not ready for that. I don't know enough about that. But that doesn't mean I can't play pickleball with my son and just have a good time. Um, so we, you know, with what I do, you can you can get as 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 complex as you'd like to. Uh, but um, but uh, you know, or you can be as simple as you want to. That's what someone like me does: is help someone, you know, uh, more of a, a guide along uh, along along that those lines. So. Oh my gosh, that's fabulous! So you're like a, a friend and a guide that can take people through the journey of learning this. And sure. I kind of, I kind of relate to that because um, I never thought that I would be in podcasting. And at first, the process of podcasting was very difficult for me. I mean, I would even forget to press the record button. It was just so complex that even the simple act of just sitting behind the microphone was overwhelming for me. And sure. now, you know, I've grown and I've built in automations and I've become, you know, but it has happened organically and through the support of the people that I work with and my cohorts also in this industry who are very, um, very generous with the information that they give me. So it, it can be, it can be done. It can be done organically and it can be done with support and you hardly even know you're learning it. And before you know it, you're in the place that you want to be. That's what you do for people. Right, John? Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I tell uh, clients that I, I want them to eventually be the smartest person in the room when it comes to investing. Uh, and uh, for two reasons, one, everyone loves to be the smartest person in the room, uh, <laughs> no matter who you are. And then two, so that when people say, how do you know all that? You can say, well, I've got a great financial advisor who's who guides me. Uh, so, <clears throat> you know, you want you, people will will grow. You grow in uh, in knowledge and experience, and and one of these days you may be, uh, you know, we, we, Patricia will be right on the the same lines as a Joe Rogan. <laughs> That's it. That's it. it's only a matter of time, John. That's Joe, right. watch out! Watch out, Joe Rogan! I'm coming for you. That's right. So, <laughs> What do you do for um, what do you do for fun when you're not working? I know you've got a family and you spend a lot of time with them, but what do you what what turns you on? Sure, you know I enjoy. Uh, well, I mean I, I love uh, doing things with my son and my daughter as well. She lives in Mobile, so I don't get to see her quite as often. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, when <laughs> I'm constantly running a taxi service. My son is not quite 16 yet, so. Um, but being very involved with, with the kids, I love, I love, I've got a lot of friends. I love just spending time hanging out with friends, whether it's, you know, over, you know, chips and cheese dip or, uh, watching a, you know, watching a game or, or, you know, going to concerts, things like that. Just, um, uh, as far as a singular hobby, I'm not sure why. I mean, I guess, I guess music is, uh, but, um, if I were to, to have, you know, we're nailed down to pick one, I guess I would say that probably, but, uh, but uh, just love, you know, love being around, uh, being around friends. And, and uh, yeah, I, I do a lot of singing with people 
um, that's a lot of fun. Um, but as far as, you know, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I've got, got friends that do woodworking or things like that. That seems really cool. Um, but, uh, I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have anything cool like that necessarily. But, I think um, singing and singing and playing the guitar is pretty cool. Well, it's fun. It's a great, uh, you know, a great um, way to let off steam or to, you know, to to share emotion uh, or to, um, you know, to just have have a great time. You can sing wherever you are. You don't have to have a, you know, you don't even have to have an audience. So <laughs> you can't do woodworking while you drive, but you can sing while you drive. So. <laughs> That's very true. Hey, let's 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 switch over to um, you know something more serious. Maybe what a hardship, you know, uh, a hardship or a life challenge that has has changed your life and made you better. Oh gosh, I've had plenty. Um, let's see. Uh, it's hard to nail you to, to to pick one. I guess I don't know. Um, It was it was really difficult to start a business from scratch. Um, uh, it was very challenging for me. Um, it was um, it, it just as you know with anything, it just takes time and uh, and diligence and uh, you know, hard work and uh, commitment to doing doing things well and doing things right. Um, but um, yeah, but to, to to start something from scratch is. It's pretty tough, but I know that I'm a better man because of it. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I think I'm probably more resilient uh, now than I ever was. Um, um, I, I seem to be able to most of the time <laughs> weather weather emotional storms better than <laughs> than I probably could before. Not always because I'm a human, but. Uh, um, yeah, so it, it, I wouldn't say that it was a it was it wasn't a negative uh, difficulty, but it was a difficulty. It was certainly certainly a challenge, and um, a challenge that I had never really I'd never really experienced something like that before. I had generally been you know successful with everything that I did, and that sounds really cocky, and I do not mean it that way. But but there hadn't been too many things that were extremely challenging. Um, until then. And that was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, at least at that point, 10, 10, 11 years ago was a pinnacle of challenge for me. Um, there've been plenty of things that have followed, but, uh, but that, uh, that was a, it was a, it, it was a wonderful experience. I look back now and I am, uh, so thankful to God for, uh, for his grace and for the people around me, uh, who are supportive and, um, you know, it's, it's wonderful. And, uh, that said, I would, yeah, I, I don't know that I would go back and start from scratch again. Uh, that's why I take my continuing ed and I stay up on it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. The, on, really? the entrepreneurial journey is a door not everyone should walk through. You know, right? right. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, you know, ten, I was a decade younger then. I don't know that, that John Gordon at forty-eight could really, could really handle that these days. <laughs> <laughs> I assure you. You probably could if you had to. So what's the one thing you wish our listeners knew about your business? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, you know, with, with anything you do, whatever your industry is, and, and you know, especially with mine, um, I think back, I, I grew up going to, uh, to church camp. Uh, some people did, some people didn't. Uh, I did and, and loved it. Uh, a place called Maywood Christian Camp in Hamilton, Alabama. 
loved it, had wonderful life experiences there. There was a man when I was a little kid uh, that was, was a director of that camp for a long time. His name was Jerry Jenkins. He was a preacher in the Birmingham area. And, uh, and he used to say, and I have, I have applied, I've applied this to my life and tried to be successful with it. He used to say, we only have one rule here at Maywood Christian camp. That one rule is do right. Uh, that's the singular rules. If you obey that, say, if you follow that, that rule, then everything else falls into place. And I would say with what I do or with what anyone does, any of the listeners do with what you do, Patricia, um, if you follow the one rule, do right, you weigh every decision by that rule, then uh, then you'll be okay. Things won't necessarily go the way you want them to. In fact, they rarely go exactly the way we want them to, no matter what they are, whether they're in business or in life. But if you live by the singular rule, do right, um, you're going to turn out okay. And I would I would encourage every you know every business owner out there, every person out there, whatever your decisions are, whether they be in, in life, in marriage, in parenting, in business, in uh, whatever you, you know, wherever you find yourself, if you commit yourself to doing right, then, uh, then you're going to be okay. Excellent, John. I hope the listeners learn more. I mean, tell me, how do they contact you at, um, at Edward Jones? Uh, sure. They're, they're welcome to, uh, to stop by. I'm right across from City Cafe. In fact, I'm I'm looking at their front door right now um, in old downtown Northport, uh, Edward Jones Investments. Uh, my office is down here. Uh, they can stop by or give us a call. Uh, 205-752-5056 is my phone number. And I uh, you know, would love to visit with anybody. Uh, and uh, we, we're a very, a very friendly office. So uh, like Patricia said, it's a great place to just stop by and and visit if you're looking for a place to visit for a minute. But uh, whatever we can do to help you uh, with uh, with finance or or in life, you know we're we're here to serve, and uh, we just want to do right. So, yeah, John has a very comfy talking chair across from his desk. Just come on in, <laughs> plop down. He's a he's got a good ear. He's a good listener. All right, John, it was great seeing you. Thank you for stopping by the studio, and you know I'll see you again. <laughs> Absolutely, looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Northport. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpnorthport.com. That's gnpnorthport.com. Or call 205-809-4910.